And what's going on, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of the Under the Rim podcast. And a lot, a lot has happened this week, surprisingly, um, in the world of basketball. A couple little minor things. The Last Dance documentary came out. The first two episodes, the rest got leaked. But I'm gonna refrain from watching that. I kind of want to do it on a week to week basis. Give something to look forward to, you know. And I can talk to you guys about every other week. I don't really want to do spoilers and do much because I'm gonna have to rewatch the episodes every week, anyway. So I'm just gonna do it as they come out, like they were intended to, you know. But first, I want to talk about uh, this thing that happened with Draymond and Kevin Durant. So you guys probably remember a while back, I think they were playing the Clippers. And it was like the clutch. Um, uh, Kevin Durant was calling for the ball for the game winner, calling for the ball over and over. He's clapping his hands together, like, pass me the ball. And Draymond was not doing that shit. He ran down the court, like, fell or something and got it. And, like, the ball, like, fell out of his hands. And it was really just, like, huge mess. And then the infamous moment led up to where they were arguing on the bench and Draymond said something like, I don't need you. We never need you, needed you. Um, we can, like, we've won without you type shit, you know? So I'm I'm thinking here, yo, that that is why, well, as soon as I saw that happen, I was like, that's it. That's the, that's the cookie crumble. You don't say that to somebody, especially a man like Kevin Durant, who Kevin Durant isn't like, I don't want to say not mature, but he he remembers these type of things, you know? And he will be like, yeah like you said that about me all right see you later you know so kevin durant cut and then he talked about why he left on first take and things like that about what happened like as soon as that happened that was the beginning of the end he didn't really want he never really felt part of like part of the team he never really felt like a brother it was always kevin durant and the warriors never just the warriors you know it was kevin durant and them and i can see where he was coming from because he wanted to be his own man he wanted to lead his own team he didn't really want to be you want to be part of a team. He felt like you want to be part of a team. And when a teammate says something like that to you, you really don't feel like part of a team. You feel like that's what everyone else is thinking type shit. And he wasn't really holding them hostage with free agency. He was kind of just not speaking on it. And a lot of people do that. Kawhi did that. Um, LeBron does that. Because why would you speak on that during the season and ruin the chemistry? Because it, it, it's just whatever. So Draymond comes out this week. I forget. It was on a podcast. And he was saying, I think it was all the smoke, but don't quote me on that. He just, he started saying how, um, him and Durant got in this fight and, uh, they start arguing back and forth and Durant is kind of talking down on him and treating him like, like he's just some like rook, you know, and some just like person who doesn't matter. And Draymond's like, they don't talk to me like that. Like I'm not one of these like small, small ball players. Like I've been here. I've. I've been here. I'm like the heart of this team. Like, do not talk to me like that. And then Demarcus comes in between him and pulls Draymond aside. He's like, yo, you gotta relax. And then Durant's cheesed, and Draymond's mad. And they go on the they go on the plane after, and people are telling Draymond to apologize to Durant. And they land, and then they're like, okay, go take a nap. See how you're feeling when you wake up. Maybe you feel different. They meet up with Steve Kerr and such. And then he's like, Draymond, are you gonna apologize? Draymond says no, and they're gonna. They're like, all right, you're gonna. We're gonna suspend you for tonight's game. So that's why Draymond got suspended. And then he's saying, I don't recall any other player getting suspended over arguing with another. You're literally just trying to save Durant at that point. And he was just saying how Durant left for more than just him and just things like that. And you see, I can see where Draymond is coming from because he said if if Kevin Durant wanted to stay. That means I would have been traded a long time. They would have traded me a long time. He he said he understands how the business of basketball works, and he wouldn't have been mad if they traded him because he know he knows that's what would happen. Like he would have been like, "I will stay," but Draymond gotta leave type shit. So 
I think Draymond does have a point where you say there was more to Durant leaving. And yeah, but I think the ball started rolling. Like, it was rolling, but he kind of pushed him over the edge with his comments, you know. When you tell a teammate, we've been winning without you, we don't need you. You don't think that's going to you don't think that's going to really just set back a person to really have that in their head, especially like someone like Kevin Durant. Look how look how much of a toll after he left OKC it took on him. The man had a burner account fighting against people, all right? The man was feeding back to haters. He was not before he became I'm Kevin Durant, you know who I am. Like mature, he's more mature now than he was back then. But before he became all that, he really took this type of stuff stuff to heart and that was from fans you know this is from a teammate a respected teammate and even Draymond said himself he doesn't know if Kevin Durant views him the same I wouldn't anymore how you how are you gonna say that shit to me when you get angry that means you've been thinking about stuff like that and I kind of agree with Draymond that Durant left for more than those comments but it's because he didn't feel like part of a team so why would he request a trade for you to leave and then him to stay if he doesn't feel like a warrior at all you know if he doesn't feel like one of the guys at all like he might as well just leave and go to another team and now it's the Brooklyn Nets with Kevin Durant and Kyrie you know it's it comes with being a superstar but then again you got to treat your superstars right like you got to treat LeBron good you got to treat Kawhi good Paul George like you got to cater these guys and Draymond you are not doing that when you were crying in the parking lot after the 3-1 was blown to Kevin Durant saying we need you we need you type of stuff like you weren't you weren't saying the same shit to him then that we won without you you would only have one ring without kevin durant buddy so like you lost you lost the first well you won the first year uh when k love and Kyrie were injured then you lost the second year blowing a 3-1 lead and then durant came and you guys won two so you guys won two more so like I don't know what y'all want me to say because it's you guys can't be trading Durant like that. And I, I can, again, I can see where Draymond's coming from, but I think a lot Draymond has to own up to a lot of what he said. And it really like, you cannot say something like that to a teammate. You cannot, you can't, you can't just act like that's why he want like he didn't want to leave because of that. No, he, he literally said in the reason uh, on first take, that was a huge factor for him leaving. Because how the hell are you going to say that to somebody? How the hell are you going to say that to your own teammate, bro? This man was getting in beefs, in beefs on Twitter with Kendrick Perkins, all right? So you can't be saying that to your own teammate. Yeah, you'll ride out for him and everything, but huh? On live TV? And you wanted him to be straight up with you and be like how he wanted to leave and he couldn't work this out straight up? No, after that, I would I would have felt really alienated from the team. I would have been like, I'm gone. I'm out. As soon as he's on that, I wouldn't request a trade. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know it's not too gay, but bro, you cannot be telling that to team. And so I think it's you should just apologize. Honestly, you should just apologize in like a spur of the moment. But I think as soon as you said, as soon as Draymond said what he said, the damage was done. I think that was, that was it. So that that's my reaction to what Draymond was saying because everyone was like, I agree with Draymond. I agree with Draymond. Durant's a snake. Durant's a snake. But if someone came up to your face and told you, we don't need you, we won without you, you can leave. You're going to, huh? You're going to be friends with that guy anymore? I wouldn't. I wouldn't be friends. Like, maybe a while later after he rebuilds the friendship. But nah, bro, I'm going to go out and play my basketball. And when my contract's up, I'm gone, bro. There's nothing you can do me bring, bring me back here. Give me the max. Nothing. I don't give a shit. 
Like, Kevin Durant's rich, all right? He don't need the money. He said he never felt like part of the team. Bay was nice. The Bay Area was nice, but clearly not nice enough because man went to go live in Brooklyn and stuff. So, there you go. He And he went to play with Kyrie. So, I guess that's, that's what happens, yo. That's what happens. <laughs> but anyways, after the first two episodes of The Last Dance Talk, uh, the biggest takeaways I can take away from that is... Uh, the Wolves got not the Wolves the the Bulls got ended prematurely because of Jerry. Like I don't, you get you have a team that's winning. This is my first thing. You have a team that's winning, right? And they they're arguably won the last five championships before, like after Jordan retired, he came back, won the two more, and they're winning, right? Yes, the players are getting old, but you want to do as much as you can. And this is what I was thinking to myself. You want to do as much as you can to keep this team together. You have arguably the greatest player of all time on your team at the moment because they didn't really know that he was the GOAT GOAT at the time yet. But you have one of the the best players in the NBA on your team, the like the best defense, one of the, the best defensive players, probably one of the top NBA players on your team. You got Dennis Rodman, Steve Kerr, all these great role players. They're gelling chemistry together. Phil Jackson as their coach. Everything is just working. This is what you want for a team. Guys who care about winning, competitive, get on each other. Like literally just a winning atmosphere, you know? But all of a sudden, you just say, screw it. Let's get rid of Phil Jackson. This is his last year. He literally said to Phil Jackson's face, and this is crazy to me. I don't care if you win 82 games in a row. You're still leaving. What? What? What kind? Who hired this guy? And I get, like the thing was, I'm torn with Jerry Claus and everything because Claus or however you pronounce his name, <coughs> he he helped build the Bulls. He helped get the draft picks, trade for Scotty, this and that. But then he ended up killing them because he said it's an organization that wins championships, not players. Are you stupid, bro? Ever since you've said that, you haven't won a championship since. So that same organization hasn't won a championship since. So you've pretty much cursed them at this point. But... There are a lot of weird things from that. He wanted to trade Phil. He was doing Phil Jackson dirty. This man was doing Phil Jackson so dirty. He was the heart of that. He was one of the like the the heart of that team that ran that offense that Michael respected, that Scotty respected. And he said, "I don't want to play on a team that doesn't have Phil Jackson." So why on earth would you get rid of Phil Jackson? That's my question. And then, <clears throat> you know what's crazy? They just screwing over Scotty. They're not giving the man the money. Scotty signed like a seven mil, eighteen no seven year, eighteen million dollar deal. That's insane compared to NBA centers where people are signing like four years, one hundred and eight million dollars. Jesus Christ, that's Scotty. There's p- players with contracts right now that Scotty's made with just for like four years. Yes, then Scotty's made in his entire career. If you don't know, that's insane to me. That's insane to me. I think. Was it John Wall? I forget what John Wall's contract is. Let me search this up right now. Because if I think if it is what I think it is, oh man! And John Wall hasn't played in two years. Hold up, I'm on my computer right now. I'm searching this up. Contract. What is this guy on? I don't think it's. I think it's like 96 or something like that. Oh, he signed a four-year, 171 million dollar deal, and he's making 42 mil a year. Bro, this guy's blessed. This guy can retire right now. He's blessed. He's blessed. He doesn't. He's on a four-year, one hundred and seventy-one million dollar deal, and you got Scottie Pippen signing seven-year, 
seven-year, 18-mil deals. What the hell is that? And then you're going to... Bro, Scotty has sacrificed so much, so much money. And it's like what the... Y'all forget what the Miami Heat tried to do to D-Wade before he left to Chicago. They were not giving this man this money. He was sacrificing for LeBron, for Bosh, for these guys to come sacrificing his his rightfully earned money after winning that championship with Shaq against the Mavericks all the way back when. He could have, like, he could have cashed out. He could have took his money and he could have left, you know. But no, he didn't. He's like, nah, I want to sign these guys. I want to keep winning. And winning is what matters at the end of the day. And you got to keep your players happy. They didn't keep him happy, so he left and went to the Bulls. And you guys are doing this. You guys are doing this with Scottie Pippen. It's crazy to me. It's crazy. And then Scottie's wife is coming on Twitter saying he's perfectly fine. Bro, you did him more wrong by cheating on him with Future than than the Bulls ever did to him. But that's another thing. That's another thing. That was really crazy to me. And it's just interesting to see that Scotty was injured, so he's like, they're going to screw me over, so I might as well just not play, you know, and just get the surgery on company time and just do that instead of, like, waiting, prevent, potentially making it worse and, like, get the season in the, in the off season. You see, this is the thing with me, and injury is now. So you have Scotty who's injured his, well, I forget what he injured, but he's, he's sitting out, sitting out. People are telling him to play, play, play. We need you. We need you. We need you. Because the Bulls were getting like slapped around. They had like an 0-4 start or something like that on the road or on ho- at home or something. And they're getting slapped around by these teams they should have easily beaten and they needed Scotty. But this man was like, I need surgery. So my thing has always been, if you are a player and you are injured and you know you're injured and something does not feel right in your body, you have all the right to say, I don't want to play. All right, because, yeah, there's the love of the game and you're not competitive enough and you don't got this killer mindset and you got to fight through the injury. Why would you jeopardize your entire career just because you need to win these regular season games now? You have a team. That's what the team is there for, to pick you up when you're down, to help you out when you're not there, to carry the load when you're not there. You know, you have Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan can do it. And the thing was, I saw when Michael Jordan broke his foot, he wanted to play so bad. He wanted to play so bad. He dropped 63 with a broken foot on the Celtics, right? That's amazing. Like Larry Bird said, it was God disguised as Michael Jordan, all right? But they barely made the playoffs. They, like, what is the purpose? What is the, like, I get, I get it that you want to play and you want, and there's that competitive fire in you that you said you promised that you guys would make the playoffs. You promised the Bulls fans that you guys would make the playoffs, but it's your second year, man, and you broke your foot, and you're in the eighth seed against the Titans of a Celtics team. They're going to beat you. You beat them in one game, but they're going to beat you. You're not winning this. So why would you jeopardize your whole career? Whole career, jeopardize it, and it could be a season-ending injury. Like they said, if you re-injured his foot, it's over. You're not playing basketball again. So I get the whole, let me be like a like a Titan, let me be a Superman, and go out there and play this and do this. But he said he was healthy enough to play. He said he was good. So maybe if he knew about his body. But like I just said, if you feel like your body's ready to play, then yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Just say he he didn't feel that well, but he still wanted to play, you know, because some players played through the pain. You have a chance of getting a top pick in the lottery if you sit out. So you sit out. It's not that you're tanking games, but your team's already bad without you. So you're losing games. You sit out. You get a top pick. You come back next year healthy and ready to go. You got the top pick. What's so bad about that? What's so? It's like the Warriors right now. The Warriors are all injured. They're 
all injured. There's no purpose for Steph Curry playing those last few games. He didn't need to play them. He really didn't need to play them because they sit out. They're at the bottom. They get a top pick. They're blessed. They're blessed, and everyone's afraid of them again. Everyone's afraid. They get a top pick in the draft. They trade it for another player. Who knows what they can get, you know? People are saying, if I swear to God, if Giannis ends up on that team, I'm going to stop this podcast. I'm going to stop watching basketball. I'm going to stop doing everything because I cannot take it anymore. I don't know where these Giannis to to Golden State and Raptors rumors are coming out of, but it needs to stop. That shit needs to stop because it's not going to happen. Off topic, but I know. Anyways, going back to the whole injury discussion. This is what I took away from the documentary. It's Jordan was obviously a competitor. He was crazy. This man wanted to win by any means necessary. They they dicked Phil Jackson and Scottie Pippen. They screwed these mans over. All right. They said this like, how are you gonna tell a coach? I don't care if you win eighty two games. Isn't that what you want to happen? Yeah, they said, Oh, their players were aging. But just keep them, man. They're fan favorites. This man Jordan had a statue of himself while he was still playing there. What the hell? <laughs> like that's how you know you're lit all right that's how you know you're one of the goats but just keep the team together and they and like of course we know they ended up winning the sixth title i'm gonna see how they got there but you really couldn't keep the team together because you just didn't want to pay these guys the money just pay them the money just keep phil jackson you keep everyone happy the michael jordan is the guy who brought you guys into relevance the indoor soccer teams were more popular than you guys and then michael jordan arrived and became air jordan so it's it just blows my mind how they're just gonna screw over some of the greatest players to ever play for the Bulls, and this is what I was talking about when I was excited to watch the documentary because you don't know like I didn't know all these things were going on behind the scenes. You know, it looks so perfect from when you're just watching, when you're just watching highlights and you're hearing people talk about. It. They don't talk about the turmoil they go through. You don't talk about Scotty. Michael thought Scotty was selfish for sitting out the season. You don't talk about how Michael Jordan had to put this offensive load on his back while it was gone because he lost his number two. And a lot of people are starting to compare this to LeBron and say and start these LeBron feuds and everything. Just chill out. Let's appreciate greatness. Let's just, where was everybody when Kobe died? And everyone's like, just stop comparing people and appreciate greatness. Let's stop this. Skip Bill, let's stop this. Even, even LeBron himself is just enjoying the documentary. You know, but I want to point out one thing. Jordan said himself, that's without without Scottie Pippen, there is no Michael Jordan. There is no championship rings. There is none of that. All right, so we need to act like Jordan just did, we didn't stop acting like Jordan did this did, did these wins by himself. All right, because he didn't. He had Scottie Pippen. He had help. He had Dennis Rodman. He had Phil Jackson. He had all these people to help him. And as soon as Scottie got injured, their team was completely like what the hell because they need each other. And that's what basketball is about. You need your team members. And a lot of the, the first few episodes was the dysfunction in the front office, the distrust, because they were playing when Jordan injured his foot for seven minutes a game. They were only playing him the seven minutes, letting him out. And then that game where it came down to the clutch shot where they could make the playoffs or not, they wouldn't play him for 30 seconds because they would fire the head coach. Yo, I don't know. Like, again, that's what I'm saying. If Jordan felt he was ready, I get he could I guess he could play. But again, you're it's either you lose the franchise, you lose your franchise, or you lose the game. Or you win the game, but you know there's so many options that can come out of that, and it's just interesting to see how these guys played back in the day, played through all this pain and all these injuries and stuff. It's so much, it's so much fun to, to watch and listen to, and I was just so addicted to it. I'm really tempted to watch the rest of the episodes, and I'm gonna keep it, keep it on the download, and I'm gonna try and do again. I'm gonna try and do 
the the two every time they come out every week and talk about it. So those are my biggest takeaways from these two first episodes. Just again, how much they screwed over Scotty and Phil. Jordan just wanting to play through injuries, the competitive fire. Next week, they said they're going to talk about the bad boy Pistons and Rodman and everything. So I'm really looking forward to that. I really want to see because that was one of Jordan's biggest rivals like coming up in the league. So I'm really interested to see that. And that's all I really got for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, check that out. YouTube.com slash they call me mythic. Thank you so much. Anything you want me to talk about, just let me know on my either comment down my YouTube, send me a message on Twitter or anything. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you guys next week.